Hey guys, Rose420 here. I'm so sorry for the delay on the new episode. And missing serial killer Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. I had some friends visit for the weekend and then I was t- too hungover for two days to do anything. I was exhausted. I'm sorry. After you hit 30, you just can't party like you used to, even though you like to pretend you can. Anyways, welcome back. Today's episode will focus on a man... Abraham Shakespeare, who won the lotto and then disappeared. The lotto has like a lot of bad juju connected to it. As with many lotto winners, he had a slew of problems and people trying to grub his money along the way. So grab your bud, grab your wine, and let's dive into some true crime. Hey guys and gals, Rose420 here, and before we jump into the case, let's take a look at this episode's strain. It's called Mac Cake, and it is absolute freaking fire, and it takes a lot for me to say that. It's straight up skunk weed with incredible crystallization. It's beautiful. It will make you a lot of keef if you have a grinder. It has a nice taste and leaves me nice and stoned. I give it a 9 out of 10 leaves, which is really rare for me. I'm also smoking some crumble, which is THC concentrate on top, and enjoying a glass of Pinot Grigio. So grab your cocktail of choice, grab your green, and let's get into Abraham's tragic story. Abraham Shakespeare was a 42-year-old laborer from Lakeland, Florida. So expect there to be extra crazy because Florida is known for that. If you're not from America, which some of my podcast listeners aren't, look up Florida Man and you'll see what I'm talking about. This doesn't happen, but it wouldn't be shocking if the headline was, Man Riding Alligator Robs Lotto Winner. Anyways, he was a father of two children, but not with either of the mothers anymore. He had a large extended family who loved him very much. Abraham never finished school and was illiterate, which will come into play later, which made it hard finding work at the manual labor field for him. One day, Abraham and his co-worker, Michael Ford, were traveling to Miami. Welcome to Miami. Avinito, ami, ami. Sorry, Will Smith just came right through me. Shout out to that song. Loved it in the fifth grade. Along the way, they stopped at a gas station for drinks and cigarettes. When Ford got out of the truck, Shakespeare told him he didn't want drinks, but two lotto tickets instead. Two of the tickets cost two out of Shakespeare's last five dollars. So this is to show how little money he actually had before he hit it big. One of those tickets went on to be a winner for 30 million So expect all the leeches to come out of the word work people, family members you never heard of, friends you haven't seen. I'm sure he probably, well, Facebook wasn't around when this happened, but I'm sure if it was, he would have gotten the messages from the girls you went to high school with who are a part of pyramid schemes now. You know, the ones we all get messaged from them. It's like, no, Susan, I do not want to buy this. Stop messaging me. I didn't like you in high school. I don't like you now. 
Okay, sorry. That was that was a little rant. Shakespeare chose to get all of the money in one lump sum of $17 million. That's obviously with taxes taken out. Once he got his money, he only made a few large purchases. The first purchase was a new million-dollar home in a gated community. He also bought a Rolex from a pawn shop and a Nissan Altima. When I read that, I was like, out of all the nice cards, cars this dude can get, he got a Nissan Altima? I would love to know the thought behind that. So remember Shakespeare's co-worker, and I use friend loosely, but friend, Ford? Well, this guy was pissed, I guess. He walked into the gas station after offering. I'm not really sure. But he starts to demand some money from Shakespeare. Well, Ford starts harassing Shakespeare and demanding to get some of the jackpot. No less than a million dollars. I love how this guy did absolutely nothing but carry Shakespeare's money. And now he's demanding money and has a minimum that the guy can give him that he's trying to leech off of. He would have gotten a nice fuck off from me. Then, since Shakespeare refused, Ford sued him. I'm laughing because it's so unbelievable. I should believe it because this is Florida and everything. But it's just so unbelievable. Okay, so Ford sues him, saying Shakespeare stole the ticket out of his wallet, and he was the purchaser of it. Huge facepalm here. Huge. Luckily, the courts were like, nah, you're full of shit, or that's what I like to imagine they said to him, and let Abraham keep his money. On November 9th, 2009, Abraham's family reports him missing, stating nobody had seen him since April. Now, that may seem like a large gap, but he had been complaining to family and friends about people who are using him for money that he thought were his real friends and he hated money and he would be better off broke and all this stuff. So they were hoping he was on a beach in the Caribbean somewhere with his money, just living, chilling, which side note, if I go winning, blah, if I go winning, if I go missing after winning the lotto, that's exactly where I'll be. I'm sorry. I can't talk today. I, must still be suffering from my hangover. So after Abraham goes missing, the police start investigating. They notice his entire fortune is gone. Now remember, I said he only bought a few big things. He was also loaning money to a lot of people. Now Abraham was from a what we call in America like a ghetto. So it was like a low income, not very nice place. And the people from there were asking him for money. He felt bad. He would do it. But anyways, that wouldn't have been his whole fortune. So this immediately raises red flags. And they noticed someone who was specifically withdrawing the money from the account. And her name is Doris D.D. Moore. Okay, a little sidebar. I saw this woman on Locked Up and she's cocoa nuts. She's nuts. She's cuckoo for cocoa puffs. She's crazy. Okay, so she launched a business with Shakespeare called Abraham Shakespeare LLC. And she let her have control of its funds. So she made herself the controller of all funds of that business. Not sketchy at all, right? Here are where your alarm bells should start ringing.
The police noticed she bought herself a Hummer, a Corvette. See, now those are more cars I could see people buying with their newfound money than an Altima. I'm nothing against Altima. You just think if you have all this money now and you're going to splurge, you get something like crazy, but not, not my money. So she also bought a truck and withdrew a cool $1 million, which she claimed were all gifts from Abraham. Like, why would he be gifting you these things, crazy Didi? So before we go any further, let me give you background on good old deeds. How come all crazies are named Didi? Like, Didi Blanchard definitely didn't help the case, but neither does this lady. Anyway, she has one son. He was born in 1995. And in 2001, she was convicted of insurance fraud and falsely reporting a crime. I will get into the crime she falsely reported and the fraud she was committing later, but this should be making your alarm bells go fucking crazy right now. And she filed for bankruptcy in 2002. So clearly she's not good with money. She has no issues committing fraud to get it. And like I said, alarm bells, ding, 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 ding. This woman is guilty. So Shakespeare is missing and the police decide to talk to Dee Dee because if they didn't, they really shouldn't be working on the investigation or police. Dee Dee really narrowed things down for them by saying he could be in Texas, Jamaica, Puerto Rico, or Orlando. What a crazy mix of places, lady. Like, what the fuck? Or in a hospital. Does she mean in one of those many places or does she mean hospitals in general? Because there's a lot more of those in America than what she listed. Dee Dee also continued to stay at Abraham's house after he disappeared and would send his family's texts pretending she was him, which if you remember her Earlier, I said he was illiterate. Not laughing at the fact that he's illiterate, but the family was like, uh, this is either a miracle or isn't Abraham, right? I mean, if you know somebody and they're illiterate and all of a sudden they start sending you text messages, that would be the craziest shit ever. While trying to make it seem like Abraham was alive, Dee Dee was busy working on someone trying to take the blame for his death for $50,000. Yeah, because life in prison or the death penalty seems totally worth 50k, Dee Dee. What the fuck is wrong with this lady? Like I said, coconuts. Dee Dee also went on to offer one of Shakespeare's child, one of his baby mamas, $200,000 to say she had recently seen him and offered another relative who accepted, which is even more fucked up, $5,000 to give his mother a Mother's Day card and say it was from Abraham. This lady's got zero shame. I can't imagine being okay with approaching the family of someone missing and offering the money to say they saw him. She has major balls, major cojones. I'm Italian, so you'll probably hear me use cojones more and more. My anxiety would have me in the corner crying if I even thought of these things. I'd be rocking back and forth, just crying, having continual panic attacks about what these people think of me. So remember how I said Dee Dee was charged with fraud? Well, get ready for this story. She pretended to be kidnapped, sexually assaulted, and carjacked to get out of her car being repossessed. So cops were like, well, this woman is really sketchy and dumb. 
and willing to do all that for a car, which was just getting repossessed, which is so crazy. So we should look into this lady. And then a tip came in their way, and it said that they needed to check Dee Dee's backyard. Dun, dun, dun. We all know if people are saying check the yard, check wherever, it is no good. There's nothing good coming of this. In Dee Dee's backyard, under a nine under nine feet of dirt in a new concrete slab, the police found Abraham Shakespeare's body. So sad. This guy seemed like such a nice, caring, giving dude, helping people back out back in his neighborhood that he doesn't live in anymore, trying to help Dee Dee out. And what does he get? Killed and buried in her backyard and stuffed under a concrete slab. The police then searched the property. Now, the property was a rental in Dee Dee's boyfriend's name, which she also paid for, for funds out of the business, I put business in air quotes that you can't see, but I did it, that she started for Abraham that was clearly just her stealing his money. How do the people I talk about keep finding boyfriends on a side note? Like, Dee Dee put that in her boyfriend's name. Do people not know these people are crazy? Anyways, the police stated that Abraham had died in that home. Dee Dee was arrested and ironically given a $1 million bail, which is ironic because it's the same amount of money she stole from this poor man not counting the cars or the rental properties or any of that. This is just counting the cash she stole. Later, it was learned Dee Dee tried to get somebody she knew to unearth and move the body while she was still trying to make it look like Abraham was alive, which it's so messed up she was staying in his house still, like maybe taking his cell phone because she wants to cover her tracks. Why did she need to stay in his house so it looked like the phone was being used from there? But it's still creepy. I don't know how she slept. To nobody's surprise, when Moore was asked what happened, her story changed about a million times. She first tried to blame drug dealers, which, I mean, kind of plausible. If you know drug dealers, they do kill people for being in debt. If you're trying to make up a story, like, drug dealers can be believable for people who will murder other people over something. However, Abraham Shakespeare wasn't known for doing drugs, so that seemed off. So then she switched it to... Abraham's lawyer who wanted all of his money, so he killed him, which makes no sense because how would the lawyer end up with the money? You know what I mean? Like, it's not like if a lawyer kills somebody, they just end up with money. It's not like a family member. I'm sure it would have went to his mom or something. She then, to prove how big of a scumbag she is, she then went on to blame her own 14-year-old son. I have no words. That is beyond crazy pants. She later said it was self-defense, which was her final story. Which, if that's what was happening, why wouldn't she say that from the beginning? Like, the police don't arrest you if you're truly defending yourself. So, if it really was self-defense, she would have said it from the beginning. She did not. She was clearly just a greedy, 
asshole. That's all I could say about this woman. She was the definition of an asshole. So Dee Dee went on to be convicted of first degree murder and sentenced to life without parole because her stories made no sense. There was evidence in her house that she had killed him with a gun she had. He was buried in her backyard, which she said was just coincidence. But like, how? Well, if a lawyer killed him, why would he bury the body in her backyard? Or drug dealers, even. Why would they bury the body in her backyard? That makes no sense at all. And, like, the 14-year-old son had no motive because he wasn't in charge of any of the money. Like, it was crazy. So, anyway, she gets convicted of first-degree murder, which I said. But she also gets an additional 25 years for being in possession of a gun during a violent felony. Like, damn, Florida. They'll really get you down there. It's like, we're not only charging you for murder, but we're going to charge you for being in possession of the murder weapon while the murder was happening. I like it. She deserves it. I'm The one thing Florida has probably done right. Whatever. This woman deserves the worst in life. I, I don't know. She was on Locked Up. It's a show about people who are in jail. If you haven't seen it, watch it. It's on Netflix. I am absolutely obsessed. It goes like into their stories and how they got there and what jail is like for them. It's really interesting if you're into that stuff. So anyways, I saw her on Locked Up. She was still proclaiming her innocence and said it was self-defense and that she was framed, which if it was self-defense, I don't know how she was framed, but whatever. So she clearly hasn't learned anything at all. And she goes by Dee Dee, so she's bound to be crazy for life. That's the end of this case. It's a really sad one because this poor man died because he won the lotto. That is literally what happened. A guy who was struggling through life one money, finally got out of it and was killed due to it. And if you look into lotto winners, a lot of them end up dying, like a lot. I can do a whole episode on that eventually, but there is supposedly a curse that is attached to the lotto. He did a whole E! True Hollywood story just on the curse of the lotto. So a lot of bad things happen to these people. I don't know if it's because they've never had money and don't know how to use it. Some of them overdose. So that could be true. Or or if it's just greedy people constantly trying to steal from them. Or if they just go crazy from everybody just trying to use them. I'm not sure, but it's really sad. That's the end of this case. I promise I'll be back tomorrow. No more long breaks. No friends are coming to visit for a while. So we don't have to worry about that. I won't be hungover for two days. Um, and the story of Carla Homolka and Paul Bernardo, as I've been promising, will be available for Super Killer Sunday. I see I have some listeners in Canada, so they definitely know who those two are. Like, they are probably considered the two worst people in Canadian history. Um, so that will be available. Super Killer Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Are you ready for some serial killers? I promise I'll stop doing that one day. 
And if you're stoned and vibing to this podcast, please click subscribe, share it with all your friends. I appreciate it. Have a groovy rest of your day and night, and I will see everybody tomorrow. Peace and love to all.